he's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. It's the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish, the special SummerSlam episode. That's the DJ, not Jesse Jeff, but D. Scott. Definitely not Jazzy Jeff. And that's... He didn't even really get the Jeff part out. He kind of said Jazzy Jeff. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I am the Duke, host of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, and I am so excited to be on the Undisputed podcast with these fine, esteemed gentlemen here. And shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff. You know, he was just in Boston for the NAACP uh, National Convention, so it's pretty cool that you just brought that up there. Nice. Yeah, look yeah. at you, Frank. Look at I you. I know, Frank's on top Frank. of things there. Yeah. He is. <laughs> you, will, you will quickly learn that that is a complete fucking lie. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, he's a hell of an impressionist. He's a yeah. hell of an impressionist, Duke. And, I'm, you know, a couple of them are bound to come out at some point in this yeah. hour. So yep. we're going to treat you. Treat yourself Wait. to a little bit of Frank impersonations. <sighs> yeah. Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Yeah. See. See. There it is. <laughs> yep. So, so that's not Frank Caliendo, though. So this is the other Frank. I got it. I'm close. Yeah. I'm close. Just be prepared, dude. Be prepared. Oh we boy. Go. Well, hold on a second, fellas. I hear Frank is an LA Knight fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna least. put this out there once and for all. For this that's guy right. to rip off the Rock the way that he has, um, it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. I think people need to pull up their skinny jeans and put down the flavored malt beverage because it's not top shelf. So, Frankie, talk to L.A. Knight. Tell him to find his own identity because I don't know what's going on here, bro. Whoa. Wow. Hot take. Okay. I'll indulge. Frank, Frank, I'm I'm sitting back here. I'll indulge. Dennis. Yo. We're just going to watch. Yeah. What part of the L.A. Knight persona is a uh, ripoff of The Rock? Every bit of it, from the way he walks to the way he talks, the way he shakes himself up, that little uh, ripoff of the people's elbow that he does when he jumps up in the air and all this nonsense. I mean, the guy admitted it, so we can't pretend like it's not a real thing. And I'm saying, hey, if you want to idolize, that's cool, but you got to get your own identity if you're going to make it in the big time, okay? He's in, he's in WWE. This is not some indie promotion that no one's ever heard of or, or can't find on the TV anymore. Okay, this is the real deal here, Jack. So he needs to find his own identity. That's right. I agree with with you to a point. But when he comes out, he yells out that he's got 18,000 people saying, yeah. He's not saying, hey, do you smell what L.A. Knight's cooking? He's not doing all the, the funny business that The Rock did. And he also he he probably the Rock himself probably took aspects of his character from years past. It's, it's a time and time tradition of borrowing from your predecessors. Would you put your company behind a guy like that? Would you make him champion? This guy? If I got eighteen thousand people standing at attention when he walks out just for a promo, absolutely. Wow, incredible! Would I give him the belt now? No, there's no point of giving him the belt because he's already over. Bobby Fish, you are an expert. You've lived it. You've wrestled them all. Been there and done that 10 times over. Are you putting a company behind a guy who's ripping off another guy? Um, I mean, if I'm going to be completely uh, forthcoming here, Duke, um, I think almost every company has. I think Hulk Hogan you can draw uh, direct parallels between Hulk Hogan and anybody who saw superstar Billy Graham. Um, you have to, you have to see the comparisons and the similarities, uh, not a prototype. However, you could see the influence that the man had um, <clears throat> Hogan's time. Who, who was the counterpart? It would be, it, it would be, you know, WCW, NWA, whatever you want to call it, but the NWA champion, Ric Flair. Um, I mean, he's the nature boy uh, right down to, so the name wasn't, I mean, he, you know, he obviously was inspired by Buddy Rogers, 
um, who I don't know if Buddy Rogers was even the original Nature Boy, but it it kind of um, confirms the recycling of of some things. And and dare I say, with Rick, he, you know, he uh, he bleaches hair blonde, same as Buddy Rogers. Um, Rick is from Minnesota, so. I have to assume, you know, he wasn't real tan when he started and he, you know, another Buddy Rogers element um, and the figure four. Um, so I think that there is definitely, it's just, it's, it's inspiration. And, the, and the, when somebody's inspired by others that came before them, <clears throat> I think it's a very fine line to walk, but I'm, I'm good with it. Incredible. I think Incredible. LA night, I think LA night. Um, I see what people are referencing 100%. I see the rock. I see a lot of stone cold too. Mm-hmm. I see the influence. And, and that's the thing is I'm okay with like the inspiration and, and let's face it. Getting over is such a fickle thing. It's so fickle and you don't know what it's going to be. Um, so when you are getting over, when that reaction is there, like, I think you ride the lightning and I'm okay with him with the, what inspired him on his come up, uh, coming out in his now delivery of his product. I'm okay with it. You know, um, I think that there's, like I said, the fine line is there's there's inspiration and there's out and out thievery, um, and let's face it, the the out and out thievery has not only been done in our industry, but it's been full on accepted, right down to the name of things. It it just you know, but those people get a pass, and LA Knight's not getting a pass, and I, I don't know necessarily why that is but if it's um you know if i'm the judge jury and executioner like i give the man an a um i love what he's doing um and and what the the thing that i you know because i wasn't very familiar with him but he was coming into nxt when i was on my way out and uh there's a little bit of hubbub about it and i i really wasn't familiar with him but uh I didn't realize until I've been watching him on TV lately, the athlete this mofo is he, and that to me, you know, will get me every time. Like I, I enjoy watching athletes like pro wrestling to me is should be full of athletes. And, and in today's day and age, you got some, you know, you got some guys that just aren't athletes and still, uh, you know, get put on a pair of underpants and, you know, pretend because it's make believe. Me, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes that pisses me off. And uh, <laughs> LA Knight's not that man. He's the guy's a fucking athlete, and I'm here for it for that. So the fix is in. It's clear that you guys are going to be tag teaming me here, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. No, ready let's, for uh, it let's, right? Well, that's part two <laughs> of what I love about this is that Duke. So like. The, the way Duke and I met is I did Duke show first and Duke and I connected on tons of things. One of the things I believe is, is uh, faith and spirituality. And yep. uh, we've had numerous conversations since, and I love that. And uh, I just think, you know, when you find your people, you find your people and you tend to stay, stay close to them and keep them close to the vest. And uh, I love that. Like you and I can come on here on my podcast or yours, and we can have completely different opinions. Totally different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it, it, I don't know, I think it's even better. It may, it's, sure. it's what makes it interesting, right? I, I think so. I think yeah. so, but I wonder if it's because I'm from Boston. That's why you guys are thinking you're going to gang up on me here. No, so I'm I, actually, I know, I'm I know actually, that there's some Yankee guys in the room yeah. here. So. Yeah, okay. this, this ain't one of them. I am. Oh. Well, where are you from, Frank? I thought you, I mean. I'm not a Yankee guy. I am not a Yankee guy. Okay, Uh-oh. so you're a Mets guy. I'm not a Mets guy. He's a Minnesota Twins fan. He's a yes. communist. Oh, jeez. Well, which, Frank which was makes four communist. What was that, Kirby Puckett? Was it Kirby Puckett? <laughs> Did he break you in there, Frank? Actually, I'm an A's fan. Oh. 
Oh, oh man. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Is that, that because helped. of McGuire? Are you going all the way back to that? I was a big steroid guy. There it is. <laughs> yep, we could tell. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, McGuire. Hey, nice. Cuss it out, Frank. That tell. guy on Twitter is going to keep coming after you. That's it. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, can we say his? Uh, we probably shouldn't. No, no. Anyway, no don't no, give him any press. Don't give him I think there, there, there's some guy on there, yeah. Duke, trying to get, <laughs> trying to sell Frank stuff. Oxycontin and steroids. It's because yeah, he wants Frank to so take a nap and hit 700 foot home runs. That's why. There it is. <laughs> and not feel anything when he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get him the brass tacks right now, boys. Get down to the event at hand. Got yes. Shit to talk about. Let's go. Let's you get, you'll, you'll be watching SummerSlam, right? Absolutely. Can't wait. Of course. Of course. What's the match you're looking forward to seeing? He's looking forward to the uh, L.A. Night segment. That's not that's <laughs> exactly been right. The L.A. Night uh, segment that won't be on there. Um, mm. You know, it's it's tough to pin just one because this is going to go down as one of the more historic Summer Slams in history. And I know that sounds crazy. No, I like it. That's good. Bring it. I couldn't it, it, agree more. The buzz may not be there, but more people are saying that they're going live. More people mm-hmm. are saying they're going to be watching this year than I can remember in recent time. And and. More importantly, you have so many former uh, WrestleMania main eventers in matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Brock and, and Cody are in a match with each other, and it's not the main event. Right. That's, you know, that's crazy. That, yeah. Right? Yep. You know, you, you yep. got Bianca and, and Charlotte Flair. That's another one. That's a main and event. Oscar. That's a WrestleMania. Main. And Oscar, yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. That's not the main event of this event. Right? Yeah. That's, yep. Very and then you similar have the sentiment. Yeah. So, dude, this is this is going to go down as one of the bigger ones. And um, I'm very excited about all of it. If I had to pick one, I'm going to go with the women's match. I think that's a that's a match of the night. Absolutely. I I think that what Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair are doing right now is tremendous. They both are at the peak of their game. Mm -hmm. And Asuka is that wild card who can work with anybody. So you have a match that people are going to walk away from saying, damn, I didn't see that coming. You okay. know, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that one, fellas. That's my that's Hell my yeah. sleeper hit. Right yeah. there. That's the that's hot take. One. I like that's that. Duke's hot take. That's Duke's hot take. D, what do you got, man? What, what do you do got? We've had Frank sounding off a bit. We've had our guests sounding off some. And then I rambled for way too long. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh... I mean, if we're doing a like like the match we're looking forward to, Logan. Yeah, Paul, I mean, why not? Let's let's go. Yeah, Logan, Logan, Paul, Logan Paul, Ricochet. Oh, I think right, it's gonna. I right. think that's gonna. I mean, Logan is who he is, and obviously, I think what Flair said, he's better than seventy percent of the people on the roster. As we, mm-hmm. like right, like seventy percent of the active guys on the roster, and Ricochet. Well, Flair's always drunk, so that's that's an unfair comment. Um, <laughs> was, I'm pretty sure he was drunk in the hospital bed. After his heart attack, that's not that's whatever. <laughs> not here to bash that guy, but and, and any, yeah. I'm always, I, and I'm here for Ricochet no matter what because the dude is just unfucking believable. Yeah, yeah. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll add a small piece to that. Is I think, I think, believe it or not, I think Ricochet has something to prove. Yes. Mm. Yes. You know, I, I Logan Paul is, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure he's got a little chip on his shoulder, too. But I, you know, I, I think Ricochet and I, I've known the man for years. <sighs> I think he's got something to prove. He shouldn't have anything to prove because he is like one of those. He is a true like one of one athletes. Um, there's nothing that the guy can't do. I, I think it'd be. It's harder for him to fall from some height and not land on his feet. It's like a cat. You know, it's like, yes, yes, he's like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Frank. I think he I, goes to the bathroom in a litter box, too. Yeah. I think oh, that Jesus. was something. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Who, Frank? Like a litter. Yes, he does. No, uh, Trevor. Oh, Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah. Got it. I was, <laughs> All right. I, I was confused. <laughs> You know, Ricochet, Ricochet does this flippy dippy peanut butter skippy wrestling uh, <laughs> all over the place, which can be exciting in doses. But in all honesty, it's not pro wrestling. It's it's Cirque du Soleil. I, I give him credit, though. Since mm-hmm. he's been in the WWE, 
his wings got clipped. He had to learn how to make it matter. And yes. the quality of wrestling that he's been putting out, in my opinion, especially over the past year and a half to two years, has been some of his best work. Because, again, he's had I to agree. find a way to make the big spots matter more. You bring a kid like Logan Paul in who doesn't know what he's doing. He's just a pure athlete. He's just talented. He's learning all of the exciting stuff before he learns the basics. So Ricochet is really going to have to work that much harder in order to make that match mean something beyond the, the high wow. spots. And wow. I think that Ricochet is so talented that he is going to make Logan Paul look like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Right. And that will be the feather in the cap for me to see yeah. how Ricochet is going to guide this guy and make that match matter. Because right. on paper, it really doesn't outside of the name recognition of a Logan Paul doing things that you wouldn't expect a guy walking off the street to be able to do. But right. when you when you peel back the layers, um, man, you know, Ricochet, this is your chance, bro. And, and if you pull this off, not unlike um, what they did with Bad Bunny and the former Punishment Martinez, right? Damian Priest. Yes, sir. Because he was able to bring Bad Bunny along the way that he did, now this guy is the Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Now yeah. this guy could literally be champion. So if Ricochet pulls this off with Logan Paul, I expect him to be closer to the main event, if not in the main event going forward, because he should be there if he can do that. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a very good point, uh, Duke. And that wasn't something necessarily that I – like wasn't uh, – it was kind of the direction, but then even a step further. And um, I couldn't, uh, you know, but, but hearing it, like, I, I can't agree more. I, I think this may be them trying to get what they need to see from mm. Ricochet out of him. Um, and this is his, you know, his opportunities, like step up or step off, basically. And, and I mean, talk about, the um you know sometimes you gotta have some awkward conversations and whatnot that's life right but like okay so uh ricochet needs to be the ring general he needs to take control of things and let's face it like logan paul i'm sure you know there's an ego involved in, in all of us we have an ego uh, Ricochet has an ego, so it's going to be interesting to see how that um, plays out on screen because it's certainly going to play out backstage mm. to some degree. That's very interesting. Frank, hot take. What do you got? I think uh, Seth and Finn steal the show. Bastard. Bastard. I mean, the low-hanging fruit is going to be Brock, Cody, Bloodline, but... That, those two, I think, are going to do some damage. I don't way. really – I honestly don't look at that as a hot take. Like, I could – I just kind of – Well, you guys already took the other matches, so I'm not oh. going to oh, – no. Well, Sorry. That, that, you know, Sorry. I, I, that's what I get for letting you go, Frank, because that was where I was going. So, well, um, go there. They, yeah. they, you know, the two of them are just operating – They and they've always operated on, on uh, different levels, but Seth's level – at this point is I don't think it could get any higher. And Finn is just, I mean, the man is, he's a pitcher of consistency. He's, he's always been that guy. Um, and he is another one that like, he's going to deliver. Now here's two guys that don't need a story, you know, now obviously they do better with one, um, but like they, you can just put them in a ring, add water, so to speak, and you know there it watch, goes. Like watch them slip around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're just trying to you know get them out of their clothes. What? Right? I don't know. <laughs> My sorry for interrupting. I know yeah, how we do with the train of thought. My bad. Awful. Yeah. My bad. Uh, anyway, I just think that that um, there's no way that those two guys are are not going to deliver. Um, so yeah, that that was that was kind of my pick too. But my um, hot take's gonna be Finn goes over. Ooh, yeah, oh. I kind of I I kind of oh. agree with that. I agree with that. So he gets the championship. You saying? Yeah, he gets the championship, and maybe they do oh. the um button cash little, in. Little button heads there. Do we maybe, cash in? I don't think they cash in right now. 
but there'll be a face turn with Finn turning face. Teaser. Wow, Frank. Yeah. Wow. A teaser. I like a that. Teaser. You think Finn turns and the group stays with Priest? Correct. Because you, you can't break up the group now, but the group's that group's a group. I mean, you got Dominic's doing great. Right. You know, they're all that's a, that's a good group. It's a good faction. But Finn on his own, when he first came in, he was a good face. Now he's got some momentum. Finn on his own will always work. Yes, absolutely. It'll, it'll, it'll always work if you ever need to. And I love that they don't go to it so often because it's what keeps it special. But if you ever needed to, you just go to the demon like it's going to work. But see, I, I want to push back on something, though, uh, Brother Fish, because you're somebody who's been in the ring with both of these guys. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, Seth Rollins, he's on a different level. It reminds me of the way people were talking about Randy Orton after mm-hmm. about six or seven years in the company, just yeah. that he's he's kicked it into another gear. So kudos mm-hmm. to Seth on that. But Finn, I feel like he hasn't necessarily found his way in the WWE. There's been too many starts and stops. Uh, he's mm-hmm. come close, and certainly the injury completely busted his momentum. Mm-hmm. when he won the Universal Championship, and then he had to relinquish it the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, but the aggression that he's showing with Seth in this feud really reminds me of New Japan Pro Wrestling Prince Devitt. I'm mm-hmm. finally seeing that fire, and it's not the the three-quarters of the fire that we saw in NXT. I, this feels real to me, almost right. as if he really is pissed off about the fact that, dude, you kind of derailed my career. I should be yeah. the biggest star in the in the world instead of Roman Reigns, and I probably would have been, especially right. with the demon and all this other stuff. I would have sold more merchandise. I would have had more action figures. I could have been in movies by now. Right. But because you injured me and I had to fight back from that, I went back down in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Here's a chance to correct some of that now. And with this new faction that he has, now they can be, like Frank is talking about, the cornerstone of Raw. Where that story, like the bloodline is on SmackDown, could be the thing that everyone follows. So I feel like Finn needs this win. For his career, for his legacy, he has mm-hmm. to have this win. He must have it. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there in WWE. And right now you've got so many people operating at such a high level that like the competition is such that, yeah. and And there could be... Like you alluded to, Duke, <clears throat> there could certainly be some real animosity there. I mean, no, nobody truly knows what motivates us when it comes to wrestling. Like, I mean, I've done it long enough that there are, you know, I, there are things that we don't tell our closest friends, things that rub us the wrong way, things that like you will hold on to it and harbor it, you know, just your whole career it just it is what it is and but at the end of the day there's a professionalism where we're all gonna work but that does not mean that there is not live rounds happening that does not Mm -hmm. mean that there isn't a little bit of extra and especially when it comes to our presentation or you know a a promo or a, a, a whatever when it is to storytelling that there's not like a crossover where like at its best, that line gets real blurry and the place it's probably most blurry is in the performer's own head as to like, what, what is, especially when there's those, those times where you're just, you're in that flow state and you're just going and then, you know, you get done and you look back and you're like, God, how much of that was, I don't know. It felt pretty damn real. And uh, wow. it would not shock me that that uh, that's kind of the the space Ferg is in, and and then also just the competitor in him, you know, he came from New Japan with all that hype, and then he he's been successful, but like you said, to a degree, mm. and now here's Seth having a whole different level of success than than Seth had even had originally, and it's like okay, well. Who is the actual top dog? Like, you know, no pun intended, but there's a few of them. There's an argument that could be made. Is it Brock? Is Cody going to get, you know, it handed to him? Is uh, is it Seth? He's been, you know, Mr. Consistency. What's going on with AJ Styles? Did they Ooh. eclipse his thing? 
it, what's going on with Fergal? Is he now just part of, of the faction guy? Like a lot of questions. And then you have Bobby Lashley waiting in the wings. Yeah. I kind of like what they're doing with him and the Street Profits. Oh, my God. I can't I, wait. That's, I can't a, wait. that's yep. a faction I want to see. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you have Almas. I mean, look, he's a giant. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason why Almas shouldn't be destroying people and going up against the white meat babyface. Yeah. I want to see Cody Rhodes and Almas at some point main eventing because I think that's a very interesting story to tell. How is Cody going to defeat a giant? You know, that type of stuff there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you've, you've got a bit of that playing out right now because the the um, just the sort of, uh, what would you even call it? Like, I, like I think with Brock Lesnar, it, it's reached such like mythical levels that it's almost like he, he can make an argument for like him being like Paul Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. right. I don't know. I mean, that I just <laughs> aged myself. Wow. With that reference for sure. But, you know, it's like he's just he's the thing of legend. I still and I will never forget it. Uh, Duke, I, I don't know if you remember this, but Brock in one of his early UFC fights, he's fighting Heath Herring and oh, yeah. he hits Heath Herring and Heath Herring does a back roll. Um, and it wasn't the the the, you know, the impact of the punch blah, 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 necessarily that was so impressive because I, I think Keith Herring might have gotten a little tripped up or whatever. But what the point being is it created a good about amount of distance, like maybe a full like three steps. And Brock's closing speed in those three or four steps, that's what to me I looked at and was like, uh, to me it, it was like um, – like a cartoon. It didn't seem real. Like, how did he just move that fast from there to there, from A to B? Wasn't Heath Herring, was he an Olympian wrestler? Wasn't he, he had some no. kind of legit background, didn't he? I don't, I don't know. I don't Before know. Before MMA, he had some kind of legit background, fellas. He may and, have. And for Brock Lesnar to beat his ass the way that he did was tremendous. It made I, no sense. To me, it was, you know, that, that first step, it, it, it because so many people had made such a big deal out of, okay, well, you know, here's a guy who goes from pro wrestling to professional football, almost makes the Minnesota Vikings, and he had never played football before, or at least didn't play collegiately. I don't know if he played in high school. Either way, that closing speed he showed in that fight was all you needed to see. I would imagine, like, you know, a uh, 10 NFL scouts would have signed that man to a contract after just seeing that closing speed. Like that first step is not taught. You, you have it. You, you know, you, it's an athletic gift from God. So for that Cody Rhodes, how do you beat that then? Because it's uh, not like, I mean, Brock still has that speed. He still has that strength and he can still he destroy you. He how does. do you defeat that? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe light him on fire. Frank, we need the steroids, brother. Come on. Keith <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Herring was a pride superstar. That's where he made his name, Pride. Yep. And the Oxycontin, Frank. Bring the Oxycontin, too. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll call my guy. Let's turn this into guy. a party. Let's make it a party, Dennis. All right. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oxycontin and steroids. <laughs> Dennis is going to be the one to flip. Gonna He's not going to be time for any of you guys. Dennis is flipping on you guys, just so you know. I see it in his eyes. That's it. Oh, I think Cody. I don't. My feety little eyes here. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I really have to because uh, all the evidence is fucking right. They're saying it. It's right here. There it is. What? It's, there on, it video. Is. it's on video. Right, it's on audio. Oxycontin. Yeah. I don't even have. To, I don't have to flip. You guys are incriminating yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I oh. think getting back to the topic at hand, okay. Cody gets beat for a good. 15, 20 minutes, and it's going to be a one of those, I don't want to say a fluke ending, but a roll-up, uh, a schmooze ending. So Love you it. see Brock doing to Cody what Brock did to Cena when he suplexed yes. him? Was it like, I think it was like 20. I think he, I think he's still suplexes? suplexing. He's still doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're still going. Yeah. Might be. I like it. I like All it. Right. Does Cody bleed? He wants to. 
I, we know Vinny, he wants to. We does know Vinny he wants Mac to. let him? And certainly Brock, Brock can split you open. He's already proven that. Yes. He doesn't need you to blade yourself. He'll do it. Uh, but do we put blood in this match? Do we need it? No, you don't. Um, but, I don't think you do. I'm going to say I yes. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you need it. But It'll happen. It's going to happen. I think, I, I, think it, I think it serves its purpose here. Look at the big picture. SummerSlam, right? If you're not going to do it here, where are you going to do it? Yeah, I think I think I I think I can see it having its beneficial effect here. Yes, I can. My thought yes, on I this can. is Dust beforehand Cody was trying to distance himself from his father. Hmm. Now he is wants to be on par with Dusty. He's, and Dusty always not always but when it meant something he bled his arm, bled his eyes, bled this, bled that. Bled. <laughs> right. He always bled, right? You can say it. So he wants to be what dad was. And nothing wrong with that. Dusty was one of the greats. And he, he wants to be one of the greats. Well, listen, at the end of the day, there's not there's nothing. Not only is there nothing wrong with wanting to be like your father, it, there everything is right about wanting to be Absolutely. like your father. Yeah. If you he want to be more. like the man yeah. who raised you, like that's what we need more of mm. in this country, in this world, is 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 men being men, being good husbands, being good fathers, and then raising children. Um, obviously, if if you're raising sons that want to be like their father, and that's, I would love to hear Cody use dusty lines in his promos. I think that would be interesting. A lot of people want to use wrestling moves in matches. What if he used some of his lines in his pro? These are some of the most historic uh, sure. promos ever from Dusty Rhodes. Can sure. you imagine if Cody does his own hard times promo? Oh, good Frank, Lord. What do you think? Well, he, what do you think? You hard think, times, Danny. Hard times. <laughs> okay. There it is. I'm not the impression. Saying... Do the impression, oh. Frank. Do the impression. <laughs> Didn't yeah? Uh, wasn't it uh, either this week or the week before he mentioned something about hard times in one of his promos? Absolutely. Every Absolutely. now and then he'll, he'll throw a little nugget of Dusty yeah. in there. Yep. I say go all out, man. Why not? You know what I mean? Well, I think that if you look at the two promo styles, they're very uh, distinctive to the performer. You know, there's only one Dusty. Um, there is only, you know, Cody is starting, I think, personally, to develop his own sort of uh, delivery and cadence with the audience. And there is that back and forth, um, dare I say, to the point where, like, in the same way that Dusty's minor speech impediment sure. eventually was like a, an aid, I, I think it, you know, with Cody, it's it's starting to serve the same sort of thing, like where it's it's kind of um, I don't know. There's some charm to it, and uh, similar to Seth right now, I, I think Cody's really finding himself, uh, and is just I, I think it it to me it's going to be real interesting to see where Cody is in in two years, oh. you know, because I I think with with uh, you know, with Seth, I feel like a couple of years ago, Seth was at a place where like, you know, the, you, you pretty much squeezed all of the juice from this. And uh, then he added another layer. And I don't even know that he was aware of that other layer. Um, I think he likes it just started coming out of him and, and then he embraced it, and leaned in. And now you've got this guy who can get away with wearing, you know, uh, Super Mario Brother looking boots on. He wears TV his wife's and, clothing. He's wearing yes. a blouse. Like, <laughs> yes, he's like Prince. He's, he's, Prince. Like, he's definitely he's, Prince. Yeah, he's got a very <laughs> Prince vibe to him. You know, he's got a very Prince vibe to him. Um, I think he could even say similar, like, like Dusty had that every man, but he also had that, like, you know, Dusty would wear some stuff that you just looked at, like just some some fashion combinations that you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And but that's but what made it cool. look cool. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. There you go. Yeah. So, there so fellas, go. we talked about everything but the main event. 
<laughs> which is oh which which further points out how historic this SummerSlam is going to be. This is an yes, incredible sir. card, right? Yeah. But this main event, the infighting mm-hmm. in the family and all the twists and turns that that can happen from this. I mean, come on, guys. You know, when, when you're the when you're the man of the house, you're the big dog, and then you have the the youngers trying to step up and dethrone you. Mm-hmm. You have nobody you can even trust. Mm-hmm. Let's know? backtrack a little bit, Duke. Duke. Is the the bloodline the greatest storyline start and it hasn't finished yet in the history of the business? Now you're gonna you may, you may say NWO, but the NWO fizzled out for after two years, maybe. Yeah, they added more people, did some pay per views, but from top to bottom, it has you watching every week what's gonna happen. There's nothing better. Like and, and listen. I, I am a, a pro wrestling fan over 40 years. Okay, I grew up on the NWA. I grew up on Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and yes, all of that. Yes, okay, my, my first memory of being alive is Flair versus Harley Race, Starcade in the cage. Woo. All right? That's the stuff that I love. That's my That's pro good wrestling. Stuff. Yeah. That's the good yeah. stuff. So I've you seen it all. I've, I've, I was there for the Hulk Hogan years. You mm-hmm. know, it's a guy in Boston. This is WWF territory. So, yeah, we had all the Hogan stuff. The, mm-hmm. the the can the great American hero defeat all the giants and all this other stuff, you know, and his feud of Bobby Heenan, which we they didn't overtly point it out, but he was always fighting the Heenan family. Mm-hmm. So that was a long term feud with mm-hmm. the manager and whoever he would throw in front of him. But mm-hmm. there's no question, I mean, you know, Austin versus uh, McMahon and all that stuff. That was always cool. There's no question that the bloodline, because it's real. We can all relate to infighting within our our circles, our peer circles, within uh, work, within your family. Everybody can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and even Roman Reigns, I was thinking about this the other day, fellas. I think Roman Reigns has surpassed The Rock in terms of being a pro wrestling performer. Hmm. Okay, He's hmm. cutting better promos, in my opinion, because they're mm-hmm. more relatable. Because mm-hmm. it's about real life stuff that doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. cost you anything to even understand it. It's right there hitting you in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, I could turn on SmackDown and, and people who are not wrestling fans will stop and watch this drama unfold mm-hmm. because it's interesting and it's relatable, mm-hmm. you know? And then he carries that over into the match where they're still cutting promos and talking to each other and crying and getting emotional as mm-hmm. they're in the ring with each other. It's not just about the wrestling, it's the drama of it all, which mm-hmm. carries over into the next level of promos and what have you. Mm-hmm. This is this stuff is incredible. This is this is literally as good a TV show as you'll see anywhere. This is great drama. Mm-hmm. I I was just thinking of something as you were explaining that, Duke, and I and I wonder, and this is just a theory, and this could be complete ridiculousness. Um but I'm I'm gonna spit it out of my mouth anyway. So in in the same way that like um, with mixed martial arts, you're now seeing the evolution of the sport. You're seeing these guys come of age that started training in mixed martial arts, not boxing and learned how to wrestle, not wrestling and learned mm-hmm. how to kickbox. So that's where the sport has evolve to and that's where it's going they check every single box could this be similar in pro wrestling this is just a theory but like so you have like the the rock austin that was very catchphrase heavy right so the rock you know had tons of fan interaction same with austin but it was very you know catchphrase and and play back and forth not to say that this doesn't have that too but is the bloodline roman reigns the usos because these guys have their family their their bloodline no pun intended is all the way back are we seeing the evolution of somebody who you know their second generation if not more and they grew up in it but at the same time They've been doing it for so long that have they just checked all the boxes and they've been doing it since they were, you know, almost teenagers. Therefore, it's like, you know, walking to them. Yeah. It's like, right, it's just second nature. And, and maybe that's why it's so good. 
I think you're right. Yeah. D? I don't know. It was just something that kind of came to me while you were talking, dude, because of the direction you took it. Yeah. Fellas, what do you think? I think you're on the something there, Kimasabi. No, you're right. You're that they're they're born into it. It's second nature. It's you know like riding a bike to them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only gonna get better. Here's the question. Oh boy, who? I don't want to interfere. But who's the next member of the family to be involved, or if any member of the family gets involved? I keep on waiting for Rikishi to walk out, mm. but anybody want to field that one? Well, I. I think Sami Zayn should interfere in this match at SummerSlam oh. since Kevin Owens is injured. Yes. I think this is a perfect opportunity to reintroduce Sami. And you could even put Sami back with Roman. Where wow. is, yeah. So now him and Jay have their own feud to ha- to to go on because look, <laughs> you know what I mean? You you know, he, he's sick of everything going on and, and he's gonna mm-hmm. Jay didn't support him when he needed him, so now he's going to give Jay a receipt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting place that you can go, and then you allow Roman and Solo to go where they need to go, because Solo is still disgusted with Roman. Mm-hmm. I, I that that's a very interesting uh, direction mm-hmm. to go with it. I think, um, but then also that's for me the wild card is almost Solo at this point. You know, he's. I think it's a historic uh, lack of um, verbal a lot of times, like that stoicism. And he does it so, so well. Because it's one thing for people to, you know, to not be verbal because they kind of can't. But he, this is not that, you know, he is stoic and he's not overly verbal on purpose. And, uh, but there's something behind that. And I think that, you know, at some point that shoe, the other shoe, it, it does drop and, and that plays out. And who knows? I mean, does that have something to do with where things go with the, you know, with Roman, with Jay, with uh, Heyman, you know, the very front of this? Is it involved with Solo or does Solo go kind of a separate direction when we we get that information man what about what about this i love the questions i love all, there, all the questions there is a currently a uh, a strike in hollywood yeah so the rock's not doing much nope let's just say roman just beats the ever-loving piss out of jay at the end of the match he wins and all of a sudden you hear that infamous music hit and out comes the rock he ain't got nothing to do right now He's always got something to do, first of all. He's, Not without Hollywood. He's got his little Zoom drinks. But oh, XFL, all that stuff. He, he's got something to do, but but he has time on his hands for he sure. Does. Yeah. This is true. Yes, I love it. I think that's a, that's a great point. But then, again, so bring Sami Zayn back in. Have him feud with Jay. Have The Rock confront Roman and tell him that he wants to challenge him for the Tribal Chief honor. And now you can draw that out to WrestleMania. Oh, God. That, mm-hmm. I mean, right? you know, if The Rock's going to wrestle, it would only make sense for it to be at Mania. Or or one of the Saudi shows, since they're paying $50 million for those things. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody right? who doesn't need that money, yeah. it's him. However, yeah. you know, money is definitely money to everyone, even those who have lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Frank, you you're onto something there. To to answer your original question, though, I mean Umaga's son Zilla, who's training with uh, Booker T down in Reality of Wrestling, oh, naturally that kid yeah. is going to be brought up. We know that that's coming eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Fatu, who is a tremendous talent, mm-hmm. he just um, for some reason he hasn't been able to break through into the majors yet. He's still in MLW right now. I was just going to say, is he with MLW? He's still yes. with MLW and still so. like still active with MLW. Still, yeah, still actively active. doing things yeah. there. Yeah. But a guy like that is believable because he legitimately is sure. a street tough gangster dude. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jacob. I, I've, I've spoken to him on many occasions, and mm-hmm. that ain't a gimmick. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll tell you that himself and show you if he needs to. Mm-hmm. You you add an element like that into this storyline and what do you do with that yeah you know, that's just another layer bro 
the real stuff is what always works. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's not to say the fake, you know, the, the bullshit doesn't work sometimes too. Cause I, I, with some lucky assholes in this business, it does, but <laughs> the real, yeah, man, that's the stuff that like, I don't know that that's what I'm here for. For folks who don't know the character that you see Eddie Kingston playing, uh-huh. Jacob Fatu is that, but can really kick everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. And that's no disrespect to anybody, but that's that's the best way to describe that dude. Right, right. So so if he wants to challenge Roman, yeah. now what? Yeah. Yeah. I want to mm. see that fight. You know, sure. that's not a wrestling match, that's a fight. I want to see that fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know? That's, yeah. that's the good stuff right there, man. Woo-hoo-hoo! I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, I don't know. What do we? Uh, w- how about we all wager? Uh, what? What? What's a? What's the finish of the main? Who's? Uh, who's on top? Let's go around. Let's go around. For the main event. I mean, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got to round this up at some yeah. at some point here, right, yep. boys? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so who's starting? Me? Okay, I'll go. I think. <laughs> No, because you said that we're all, we, the three of us just kind of sat here, so we might as yeah. well. I think Roman goes over. I don't think it'll be clean. There's going to be something from the outside, but I think Roman goes over. Hmm. Okay. I say main event Jay Uso wins the match, but doesn't win the title. Somebody interferes, which costs him the match. Okay. Uh, but he but he gets the victory technically. Okay. Okay. So kind of a backdoor win. Still gets the win, so but he doesn't get the title. Yes, yes. Frank Roman via a solo chair shot to the back. Oh yeah, can't be to the head. It's got to be to the back. So right, solo hits who with the chair though? He hits Jay Uso as Jay's going off the rope. Ping, and then. Roman hits him with a Superman, either a spear or a Superman punch. That's it. Hmm. All right. Um. All right. I think that the one that holds the most water here is uh, Jay up, but in in the way that Duke had mentioned, it um, he gets the win but it's a backdoor win i think jimmy is involved jimmy i think we bring jimmy back into the fold and i'm not sure how or what and i don't really want to like even predict how or what you know what i mean like i want to see it play out but i i think jimmy comes back into the fold i think we we get something from jimmy here um I, i i know that going into next week's shows I truly believe when it comes to the bloodline, like there's going to be a whole new set of questions. So, so, so piggybacking off of what you just said, Jimmy turns on Jay. Sammy comes and helps Jay. Ooh, okay. Mm, there it is. Dennis. You brought it all together there, D. Wow. The man that says the least <laughs> says the most in the end. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. And then The Rock shows up. And just lays the smack down and pancakes them all out of there in their candy asses and says a bunch of <laughs> says a bunch of scripted shit. I mean, and I'm then, not. And then it has an epic cheat meal full of yes. French yes. toast. And then he just butter. sits there. Oh, I love it. Pizza. I love it. I then love he just it. sits there and eats 22 pizzas, much to Bobby's dismay. Bobby shows up and throws him in the fucking parking lot. There you go. Show <laughs> ends. Fade to black. Yeah. See there that? See that? They, listen. All you wrestling promotions out there, you need to hire these guys as your uh, bookers because clearly <laughs> they know what's they going know on. What we're doing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Know what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, that is our Summer Slam edition. Yeah. Um, Duke, I, where can they find you? What you got going on, brother? Talk well, to us. The Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. That is R A S S L I N. We have fantastic guests like Bobby Fish on the show. Uh, we have fantastic indie wrestlers, you know, stars from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So definitely check us out on all of your favorite podcast apps. I'm at Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
you will probably get frustrated with some of the things that I say at first because they're bombastic, as I've been told. But here's here's the reality, though. I will entertain conversation with anyone. I'm always going to be respectful as long as you're respectful as well. Um, but I will argue my point, and I have the facts to back it up. So even though Frank is going to send the boys to break my thumbs for what I said about L.A. Knight <laughs> earlier, uh, yeah. that was still great conversation, and that's what you get every time. Duke loves wrestling, and also with these guys here on the undisputed podcast of Bobby Fish. Right. Yeah, I can concur I with the sentiments of uh, Brother Duke here. Um, he's a very opinionated guy, and he's not mm-hmm. afraid to share that opinion. I think that's what makes him as good at this as he is, um, because people don't, you know, people don't love safe and you know neutral and oh well, I could go this way or that way. Like no, damn it, have an opinion and stand by it. And Duke, that's you, a hundred percent. You know, ten days a week. Can you do something ten days a week? <laughs> I don't know. I always Let's thought like yes. the, it was just eight days a week was like the extra. But if you want to, <laughs> I, like I added two. I added two more. It's your yeah. show, man. Your name is on the yeah. show. You do whatever the fuck you right. want. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was for you, Frank. That was the most <laughs> unenthusiastic yeah I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was just right. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen. Well, Duke, thank you for joining us. Um, we're all going to enjoy us some SummerSlam Hell yeah. coming up. Um, gentlemen? Yeah. Start your engines. Well, not in this case. I think we're about to shut them down, but it's okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> shut them down. Yes. Duke, thanks again, brother. Thank you, fellas. Brother, Take care. Be safe. Friend. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank you, sir. Frank, what do you got, bud? Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> then you know how it goes from here. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby.